and welcome back to the Take Back Your Home podcast, where you'll get the tools and inspiration to reclaim your identity and sanity at home. Thanks, Rebecca. Welcome. <laughs> this is Rebecca, and I'm Lee. And what are we doing here? You are reviewing your progress and journey three. through mm-hmm. my course, also yeah. called Take Back Your Home. You can check that out at leewatersdesign.com. Just click on I think it's like DIY interior design course or something. There's a link. Um, yeah, so it's a lifetime course. You join once. You have that for the life. As long as I'm alive and my website's up, you've got the content. <laughs> and you get some goodies when you join the course. You get yeah. a workbook and some chocolate and, and some a tools. A, a nice measuring tape. It's very important. So we've been recounting Rebecca's journey through that. And today we're going to talk about module three, which is technically our fourth module out of five. Um, we And then there's bonus content too, actually. But yeah, but we'll get to that another time. Okay, so it's all about performance fabrics and fibers because it includes rugs. So performance fibers and rugs and fabrics. And what does that even mean? It's kind of it's kind of a buzzy word, performance, right? We see it a lot. Performance yeah. jog food, performance makeup. Like I've seen, you know, performance underwear. Like I've seen all so <laughs> seriously. I've seen all sorts of stuff. So we are going to be talking about it in respects to interior design. But first, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Tech Painting Co. They are our go-to residential painter in the Richmond, Virginia area. However, they do work all over the state of Virginia. And you can connect with them um, on Instagram at techtech painting co. We also want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Verve Home Furnishings. We could not do this show without these sponsors, but we also could not make our clients happy without Verve um, or Tech. So Verve has a phenomenal showroom full of fabulousness. It's furniture, furnishings, decorative accessories, rugs. She has an amazing rug event twice a year that's coming up, I think, in October 2023. Um, check her out on Instagram at Verve Home Furnishings to stay on top of that event. Okay, so Rebecca, back to you. Is your mic good? Your mic looks good. Yeah, so let me tell you my first introduction that I can remember into performance fabrics. (laughs) So um, as a child who grew up going to church every Sunday, and there are nine kids in my family. Yes. Nine. There are five girls and four boys. And every Sunday, I'm top to toe dressed Nicely, you know, Um, but we always had Sunday shoes. Yes. Did you have Sunday shoes? Yes. You only wore on Sunday? Yes. So we had Sunday shoes, and my mother always bought us velvet shoes. (laughs) And I thought that, I don't know, everyone wore velvet shoes. But my mother bought them because that velvet was so easy to clean. Oh. Yeah, because I had the patent ones. Right, and they get little scuffed. And they do. They do. And that, that, you can walk in mud in those velvet shoes you let it dry crusts off and and then you dry buff it kind of a thing you can even wash it with a little bit of water wow yeah that velvet in it i'm sure it was it's back in the 70s so i'm sure it was 100 percent cotton that velvet was yeah and the high quality so i've actually i've always kind of had a little bit of a love affair with velvet since then Mm. i just know that it's me too it's a fabric that works it's luxe yes beautiful but it also 
it performs well. Yes. So. And we, I, I'm like, pretty sure right now that I talk about velvet in those videos in that module yeah, I'm sure you do. and we talk about leather too like how just like velvet uh, okay no, so just tangent <laughs> silk velvet 100% silk velvet or silk rugs um, silk is very not performance you pick it because nothing else looks and feels like silk um, but there are silk velvets or silk blend velvets we we're not endorsing that right now for a quote kid proof or life proof right. home um, I also want to just say as we talk about performance we're talking about with typical and air quotes uh, daily use if your yeah, kid I was gets, actually gonna yeah. ask you what velvet yeah. What would you use now? Like we, yeah. So we like a polyester blend velvet. So the stereotype is, ew, it was like a yucky poly vel mm -hmm. velvet, right? From the 70s. Like that's yeah. what people would say. And it just has the look. It was very shiny in an unnatural way. Not like that <laughs> luxe yeah. cotton glisten. It was more like, or the silk one that was very glistening or shiny, however you want to say that. Um, it, it just it was it was fake looking but right. now oh it's gotten so good and the perf the we go through the different types of fibers like olefin polyester acrylic um and others in the course in detail so you know like the pros and cons like olefin you can bleach clean it it's right. super durable when it's in a fabric but not in a rug um if the rug right. has a pile if the rug is woven if this is getting confusing, just sign up for the course. Well, I explain it all, and it's written on paper. Right. Then it does the paper, it. It crushes. Right. The paper so, part. But it has dull colors. Yeah. So if you tend to like more preppy, super saturated colors, like you see this pillow, I like a mix of dull and super saturated. So for me, sometimes I like olefin, and sometimes I want you know, acrylic or polyester where you can get those more vibrant colors. So we go through all the fibers. Um, but I want to just say, we are not talking about if your kid gets a hold of a Sharpie, mm -hmm. um, if your kid gets a hold of a knife, if you have a dog that pees everywhere. I can't help you there. We're <laughs> just kid proof in the general sense of, I every guess day. what, yeah, like every, every day, day what most societal expectations Not are kid, kid yeah. to adults adults you, spill i dropped a bowl of blueberries like mm. warm blueberries mm. on a white rug yeah adults definitely have their yeah their moments yeah wool is a great performance fabric or fiber that people don't realize and they'll say well it was a it was a white wool rug and i'm like well wool depending on the quality of the wool um, but wool inherently repels water-based liquids. Okay. Yeah. So um, there's, what did you, you one made of a your, note about. One of your questions in here is, um, what is your rug type? What are the type, mm. you go through all the different rugs. So yeah. you did, you said this a second ago, that when you do the modules in the course, you also have the paper, like it's an actual yeah, little there's a workbook. workbook mm -hmm. And I went through and I, I love to take notes. I like to see things in my own handwriting. I want to go back and refer to them. Uh, that that helps me to remember it. Yeah. I'm not so much remembering it if I'm taking notes on my phone. I like to write it down. So I like the workbook for that reason and so I can look very easily. I can look back at those rug types and what kind of rug that I want to look I want to be looking for. But when you wrote rug type, my answer was always wool. Tell me different. <laughs> 
I don't know. Can't tell That's me nothing. That's what I want. <laughs> Wool or bust. I yeah. love it. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. And if you can get wool that is of good quality, and if you're wondering about mm. like what is good quality wool, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like New Zealand wool. I mean, that is that has a certain you know, connotation to being higher quality for some different real reasons. But um, we just want to make sure that the wool, like whoever you're buying a wool rug from, you want to make sure that they can answer questions like, was the wool sheared off an animal that was alive versus what we call dead stock wool, um, where some of those performance qualities, if you will, are just not there when you get dead stock wool, which unfortunately means what it sounds like the <laughs> wool was taken from a dead or an animal after it was dead. So um, the, we go through a lot of the minutia and just like the science and technicalities of all this in the course. And if it sounds boring, I don't know. What did you think? Was it boring or no, was it? Uh, okay. But I'm never bored talking about <laughs> fabric. We're and... assuming if you're here, you want to understand no. this. It's like yeah. learning to fish, right? Yeah, like yeah. if you understand this stuff, That's... you're you're gonna need you're gonna just over time. I mean, because I went to school for this, uh, for design, but this is giving you so much of what I learned in school. Yeah, but it's also just like and a, saying go it's go just, fish. It's a, the compilation is just tight, so I don't have to go look online yeah. and do and read about what type of rug should I get. Sure. I'm going to look at your bullet points and go, okay, that does sounds like yeah. that's something that I want. Maybe I will try a different rug. Yeah. Um, but well, I, I do I do like the, the bullet points in the book and the little teeny charts. That's... Yeah. Helps me get thinking. Little cheaty charts like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and, and no shade to people that are decorators and designers that did not go to school, but got to be careful these days when you're making purchasing decisions from people that have no formal education and maybe are newer to the business, newer being anything less than, you know, five, six years where they've had consistent, you know, business success because you see a lot of design influencers that their job is to make content and sell product. Right. Nothing wrong with that. They've definitely, and even the DIY um, building type of design influencers, I have a lot of respect for what they do because they're taking a big risk creating that content. Um, but they've, they're not getting paid by people to run and manage big clients. So like when I purchase or projects, for my clients, like when I run those projects, I'm taking deposits to buy furniture, I'm in charge of the procurement process, which means it has to be right. I have to deliver on my promises. They spend and their budgets tend to be a little bit bigger when we do that all in level client project. And so if I've convinced them, like this rug is going to stand up to your life, it's right. going to cost you 5000 or maybe $12,000 and they get it and I'm, it's not accurate. Like we've got a real problem. Right. Whereas someone on Instagram whose job is to sell the rug, not necessarily guarantee the rug. Cause who do you think people call after their project's done when something's wrong? They don't go to the company, even though we provide a client binder that right. tells where we got it, the colorway, all this information, warranty information, they come to me because they know me and I'm the one that told them to buy it. Well, they're coming for your expertise, right. like you know. Well, and to resolve it, right? I'm right. the one that sold it to them and, right. and made a markup on it. So it's, um, it's fair that they come to me. So I have a little bit more skin in the game, you could say, than the average design influencer. And so I'm not saying don't watch them and get inspired. I'm just saying 
be careful what resources you're looking at to make purchasing decisions. Um, and so this course teaches you what you need to know to make your most educated purchasing decisions. Right. Read labels. Read labels too, Read yes. Labels. Yeah. And reviews. Right. And ask the questions, like I was saying earlier, if a rug company or a rug seller can't tell you about just something as simple as like, what, where's this wool coming from? Is it livestock, dead stock? It doesn't really matter if it's tufted or hand knotted. There are price differences because of the labor involved. Right. But that's, you know, you can get a good quality rug that's wool for a, you know, a smaller amount in the hundreds mm -hmm. um, or low thousands, and then you can get one that's 100,000. I mean, so it just kind of depends on labor, how big it is, all that. But we talk about other rug types in there too. Sure. Like, so I've done, tell me a little bit, when you do like rug shopping, I've done rug shopping online. There's so many, you actually list quite a few um, sources to, to get rugs. Now that to me, is hard. So you're saying in the do. workbook, yeah, we yeah. have some sources listed for yeah, rugs. Yeah, that yes. are like, you know, Rugs USA. That's hard for me. I, I mean, don't they sell a sample? I think they, they have might. an 18. Oh, yeah. So a lot of the sources that we recommend have sample options. So what you okay. do is they'll have an 18 by 18 inch size when you do that drop down menu. And oftentimes you can pay, I mean, it might be 75, 50 bucks to get the sample, but then if you return it, you get the money back. I'm not saying that's a for sure on that particular source, but just look at that. Works. Yeah, that's okay. generally how we do it. Even with clients, okay. we have a sample. We will order that. And this is for brand new rugs. You can't do this with vintage rugs. Right. So let's start with the brand new options. Um, there's often a sample option. If there's not, then we want to look at return policy. Okay. We want to check right. with customer service and say, how does the color accuracy, like, can you get someone in the warehouse just to tell me, like, have you seen this rug? Right. Does it match what you're seeing online? And obviously different, different screens vary, but I think that's more of like a very slight variances. I think there are some websites like, uh, I don't know if I can say this, but like there's one company that sells home and fashion items, starts with an A, I love this store, but they are notorious for their color in the imaging being not matching. very yeah. different. It's very saturated yes. and bright, and then you yes. get the item and it's And dull. I think a lot of fabric and rug vendors have moved toward really investing in photography right. that accurately portrays it, and they'll give you like an overview shot, and they'll give you at an angle shot, and one of the ones I like, pile on yeah, the yes, like right, that. how thick is it, and another one, um, like Jaipur Living is one that we really like, they do a little video of the carpet moving, mm. so like, you know, when you adjust it, and it kind of does that, that ripple, helpful. and it's like, oh, so you see how the light catches it, I mean, that's kind of next level, but I think Jaipur Living has a good range, a good, it, they have like a very market they have a good mm, range of market prices, right? Like they don't have anything that's a hundred thousand, but they have some that are like twelve thousand for uh, Quite an you know ten by fourteen or something. But they also have some that right. are in the hundreds. So yeah, I mean that that's a, it's an investment. So I yeah. appreciate all of the different things that vendors have tried to do online, so that you yeah. can really see what you're getting. One fact that stood out to me, even though I've always known this since I started studying design, but leather, um, and, and I get into, okay, but what is good leather? Mm -hmm. And there's, there's 
top hide or what do they call it? Like, and then there's full hide or top grain hide. What do they call that? Top grain. And it sounds like top top level. Oh yeah. Um, but really, you want the full grain. But if you get leather or a good quality faux leather, if you're vegan or just don't want to, you know contribute to some people are just anti-leather and that's okay there's some really really good stamped like faux ostrich skin and um faux snake and crocodile yeah obviously those are a little more dramatic the uh the ostrich and there's even some of the cow leathers that are faux look so good um and i have uh i think i have references for or not references links of where Sources, that's the word, Mm -hmm. for where to get those. But the one fact that always astounds me about leather is that it is just inherently four four or ten times, it's probably in our notes, but it's like four or ten times stronger than even like heavy-duty fabric. And so when you think about that, and so if you've had something that's leather and it's gotten a hole in it, yes, again, maybe a knife can indent (laughs) a thinner, lower-quality leather, but... Um, you'd have to have a decent amount of force, even with a knife, unless it's like a super sharp hunting knife, um, which I know nothing about. But, you know, <laughs> unless it's that kind of knife, it, with leather, like your kid takes a butter knife or a dull steak knife, you're not going to be slicing through a high quality right. leather. Right. And so, I mean, because, hello, tell me that you've been a parent of more, like for more than a few years and your kids never just grabbed a knife when you're unloading the dishwasher and started running with it. Yeah. Okay, like tell me I'm not alone because I swear every parent that's been real has had that experience. And of course you, you're you watching them so you stop them as quickly as you can while also trying not to make them fall because they're trying right. to get away from you. But yeah, leather is just one of those performance coverings so that we should talk gotta about remember. performance fabrics now. You've yeah. covered rugs yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But um, other, than, other than leather, what is your favorite? performance fabric Mm. I think all in my favorite is not a type of fiber but it's a coating it's called Krypton C-R-Y-P-T-O-N and they're cool because it doesn't matter most of the time I'm not one of their engineers so I don't know but it seems to not matter what the fiber content is it could be a cotton blend linen blend you know it could be a velvet or whatever but or a woven, but with Krypton, it is a coating that they submerse the fabric in, and it's like 360, 360 degrees, so it's basically baked in there. Does it so change it's not, the feeling of the fabric? No. No. It's amazing. And so you can get the color you want, the feel you want, and then it's it's just in there. And if I'm someone from Krypton is listening to this and I'm describing how it works. Yeah. Come to me in my DMs. It's take at take back your home on Instagram and tell me so I can correct. But that's my understanding is that it's like a 360 degrees envelopment coating. So do you, you send fabric before it's been made? No, Krypton has their own, like they partner with the different fabric lines and they're like, oh, let's do this one in Krypton. Let's do this one. And they have their own fabrics, but then I could order from Kravit or, um, Kravit is a manufacturer and you can buy them through Decorators Best. If you're not a designer, I have a direct account. So that's how I buy it. But Fabricut, Kravit, Schumacher, they all have their Krypton, um, yeah, it's like... It's not aftermarket, though. 
you don't buy something no, and then no. it's on. But we do go through that in the course. There are um, companies that you can come, say you have a sofa and you're like, look, I'm not getting a bunch of performance covered fabric stuff. I've got my layout done because the, the course isn't designed to just be like buy all new furniture, right? We've had several people go through where they've bought one piece or no pieces. They've just rearranged what they had and kind of grabbed things from other rooms to make do. And um, and it's still been, you know, experientially different in those rooms in a positive way. Um, but if you have something and you're like, you know what, this is good quality, it's it's not bothering me, this piece needs to stay, or maybe you even love it, but you're just worried to let your kids or people eat near it, whatever, you can have companies come and spray protect your pieces. And it's, it's just, it doesn't last forever, the spray application. It's not that kind of inherent 360 coating but you spray it on it lasts anywhere from six to probably 18 months depending on how much you use that piece and it does protect it can help things beat up like liquids beat up it can prevent grease from permeating um so we talk about that in the course because yeah not everyone can just go yeah okay i'm gonna go get a new sofa or you know whether it's leather or performance fabric right one thing that i think you know, is important um, to know is that not every fabric will say it's performance, but that doesn't mean you have to walk on eggshells with it. So we talked about velvet, like you were saying, in leather. They're inherently just, you know, if if it's got some polyester in that velvet, it's just inherently, or it's a shorter pile velvet, even if it's cotton, it's just easier the way that stuff kind of sticks on top of the velvet Mm -hmm. or the leather, obviously it can't permeate. Like it's, Unless you have an unwaxed leather, even a high quality leather, if it's unwaxed, you cannot. That's basically where it has no sort of it's, protection. I think they call like it aniline. It's like the shearling boots that yeah. people like. Well, yeah, it's girls not, wear if those get wet. It's yeah. So suede stained. is kind of suede leather where it's okay. not shiny. That's actually separate. You can okay. get a smooth leather. I think it's called aniline. Okay. So even I have to look these things up sometimes because there's a lot to know. Yeah. And so that's why it's helpful to have it in the workbook. But aniline is basically where there's it could be full grain or just top grain, but there's no layer of protection on top of that. So if you put your hand on it and it's greasy because you've been eating fried chicken, it's going to get a greasy handprint and it's never coming out. Some people, you think, why would anyone like that? Well, it has a very, sounds weird, but I mean, it feels like skin, right? So it is skin. (laughs) So it's like some people like that tactile experience. And over time, like the first few handprints are going to look kind of like, oh, that's unfortunate. But over time, you get these wear marks and it's very elegant if you like if you appreciate um, older buildings and just patina, like a copper turns to that green patina over time, there's no way to replicate that except with time. And that gives you respect for the history of that right. building to see a copper roof that is now that beautiful copper green um, that once was a tannish red copper color. But age and time do that. And that's the same thing with an aniline leather. It just is going to wear. Um I don't even know what we were talking about. What we were talking about with... Uh, we were talking about the leather that had, that was not protected. There's... Yeah, I thought I was saying something else besides that, but um, I'm sure we'll come back around. <laughs> yeah. 
You look like you have something you want to say. I do. Um, so I had an experience recently when I was looking at fabric with my sister for a couch, and it was helpful to me to step outside with the fabric swatch because hmm. I felt like the lighting in this particular building was very oh yeah like blue or something, yes you know like yes. the neon lights. So, because fluorescent lights are cheaper, so right. stores are going to use them, right? Their lights are on right. pretty much all the time. Right. So, so it's like Cast same thing light. with the computer screen. Is you just need to get fabric sometimes into your space. in a different light into yeah. your space. Into your so space. I'm going to say that much. Like, don't buy any upholstery online unless it's the amount of money that you're okay never getting back. <laughs> um, only order from companies. I think it should be illegal to sell upholstery without w being willing to give people samples, whether they need to pay for them or they're free, doesn't matter. You need to give people the option because okay. I think it's wrong to charge so much and have no idea what it's going to look like. Right. Yeah. Right. 100%, especially yeah. from that one store that sells the clothing right. and the upholstery. <laughs> right. It's not even cheap. It's, it's right. expensive. I'm right. sure everyone knows who I'm talking about. Love them, but <laughs> please upgrade your photography. <laughs> oh, okay, so I need more help with fabric. So okay. um, as a consumer, yeah. I don't have access to fabric like you do as a designer. I think you have access to a lot more than you realize, actually. Okay. So I reference a couple webs, a couple, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I already mentioned one of them, Decorator's Best. There's a couple others on there that I will okay. leave private for the course participants. But Decorator's Best sells a ton of all the same stuff that I have direct accounts with. So again, Schumacher, Fabricut, um, uh, Vervain, um, Kravit, I mean, Cole and Sons wallpapers. So like if you, so like if Tebow. I, let's say I'm choosing, I maybe want to recover some chairs. I would need to contact the place that I've chosen to recover them, mm -hmm. and they would tell me they how would. much fabric I yep. needed, and yeah. then I could order myself. Yes, and they're always really good. So your local upholstery shop, um, please support them. Please don't keep throwing stuff into the landfills. If the legs are sturdy, if the springs, even if the springs are broken, if, right. you, if the piece fits and you like the shape of it, right. take it, put it in your truck or your SUV or whatever, maybe not a sofa, but you know, yeah. send them a measurement, send them a picture, say, what kind of yardage are we looking at? Maybe on a sofa, you might have 20 yards if it's a decent sized sofa and there's a small pattern on your fabric. Or if it's a chair without a pattern, it might be like six yards. So you never know till you ask. Right. And I think information is power or I wouldn't right. have made the course, right? Right. But yeah, it's like, get a quote, see, because then you can take that price per yard, go to the website, say, okay, I need to, Let's just not even look at the Schumacher because right. I can't afford that if I need 10 yards or 20 yards. So I'm going to stick to like Fabricut or not that Fabricut doesn't have some higher end things as well, but just in general. So you look at a different price point. You look at the yes. price point that you're willing to go to yes. and it really does end up costing the same, sometimes less than buying a brand new piece of furniture and, and at the yeah. And it, and the quality could be better. Right, like right. It, it's not always like apples to oranges like okay, it's going to be $600 to recover it and then say another 600 for fabric. That's $1200 a chair. I'm not saying that's not inexpensive or that it's inexpensive. I'm just saying okay, to buy maybe it's eight-way hand tied that seat and it 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 
it holds you, right? right. It's gentle. Whereas right. a lot of chairs that are new off certain big box sort of stores, it's just like you just sit and it's just right. like it gives, but it's all at once. Whereas an eight-way hand-tied cradle, right. eight-way hand-tied chair cradles you. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I have some different physical stuff. It's like, I just need, I need, just a, need good a good chair. chair. So I'd rather... Right buy an older chair frame if that's what my budget allows, then save up to buy the fabric, then deliver the fabric in the chair and pay right. the upholster. That can be staged over several months right. or even a year if you need for that sure. time. No, for sure. No shame in and, that. And we've also talked about this before that a chair and a couch can cost roughly the same thing. Yeah. Because the same amount of work has to go into building yes, both. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. So Facebook Marketplace, again, shout out. I can't tell you how many pairs of chairs we've mm -hmm. gotten on there for clients. And I mean, it's it's all like the clients now. Like we're getting a great quality frame. We're going to take it to the upholster. They're going to, you know, zhuzh up the foam, you know, any sort of down wrap that needs to be re-added. And we're going to cover it. We might remove a skirt we might add a skirt we might lacquer any exposed wood right you know a color and it's just something that no one else is going to have right i want to add in to my list of fabric resources a specific vendor that you buy directly from them so they're the manufacturer they manufacture in the united states it's like a talk to very toxic free fabric which unfortunately cannot be said for a lot of fabrics just the dye and the process like what it does to the environment's not great, but um, it's Revolution Performance Fabrics. And they, I think they manufacture in South Carolina, maybe, or North Carolina, but they their cost per yard is very good. Um, if you go on the website, I mean, I get a discount as a designer, but I feel like their retail prices, the most expensive fabric, I think is like $40 a yard. I could be wrong, yeah. but you know, I've specified fabrics before that are $300 a yard. And we don't use that for curtains for most clients. It's more like, oh, here's a pillow, you know, a set of pillows. We need a yard right. of this fabric and it's just very expensive. But um, this is super awesome. I have an entire sectional in my office, my home office covered in Revolutions. I think it's their Sugar Shack. I don't remember the color, but um, the pattern's called Sugar Shack. And my, it's like one of their most popular ones, just kind of a linen look. Not really a linen look. It's like a linen blend look. Yeah. But it's actually olefin, polypropylene. Wow. And my dog lays in the same spot on this sectional. Can't get her to change it up. So my dog's a hound dog. She's short-haired. I don't know if anyone's familiar with short-haired dogs, but a lot of them get kind of that greasiness to them. Mm -hmm. So I just unzip that cushion cover put a little Dawn or excuse me, a little Dawn directly on the grease, pop it into my tub with some laundry detergent and a little bleach, rinse and it. Bleach. The worst part. Yeah. Bleach. It's all bleach. You can get Sharpie off their stuff. Sharpie. Sharpie. Also hot tip. Hide your Sharpies. Your kids should never know where your Sharpies <laughs> are. If your kids know where a Sharpie is, you got to move them. There was a point in our lives where my kids were young enough that we kept the Sharpie on a high shelf in the garage. Was it a pain in the beep to go get it every time like I needed it? Yes. I'll tell you where my But I never kept, had Sharpie in my house. My sister kept not just Sharpies, but every writing utensil in the trunk of their car for a little while. 
because her son <laughs> was my hero. So, yeah. yeah, her son just was. He'd get a hold of that. Yeah, whatever. They're his learning. Dad's They're gonna explore and grab stuff. He would. He would yeah. leave a pen in his mm. lab coat and mm. come home from work at that. He would just find that. Oh, she was hiding him from the husband? No, no. Oh, <laughs> from wait. the child. Oh. But dad would come home from work. He would have And he left. would have okay. a rogue pen in his pocket. Yeah. And that little guy would just grab it. Go yeah. to town. Yeah. Oh my gosh. At first I thought you weren't saying <laughs> that from the husband. I was like, that was he's not so funny. Because no. my dad was a chemical engineer when he worked and um, he's retired now. But yeah, he he would always have the because you didn't have a phone back then, so you'd have your little notepad yeah. and your pen because he had to go through and make sure everything was right, and you had to keep the numbers somewhere, not in your head, right. so you had to write it down. I love that. Okay, what else? What else are you needing help with on the fabrics, or is that the main thing? The sources. I yes, I wanted to talk about sourcing because yeah. I mean, because I've been to the design center with you, and like, I was blown away, and I'm. Like so she's talking I, about like a designer only design center. So that I can't go by myself. Here in Richmond, we have a store called UFAB. So U dash F A B. They have for resident, uh, excuse me, retail customers such as yourself, okay. they have a store. So you can go there and just see all the hangers of fabric Lovely. and just get that textural and visual experience where you're like, okay, okay let me see what I'm drawn to, feel it pull it out, read that label, what's the fiber content, which we educate you about in the course, and what's noted about its performance qualities. How? What is the washing code So or cleaning code? So in all fabric, you'll see a little letter, or sometimes it's two letters. So like WW on um, the fabric's cleaning code label means for water washable, or like you can use water-based cleaning agents. Okay. Um, S, I think, means it needs a solvent. There's one for dry cleaning. And so sometimes performance fabrics aren't wet washable. And I think that's important to know. Mm. Just because it says it's performance doesn't mean you can just take a fire hose to it and expect it to get clean. Um, So acrylic and olefin are ones that are wet washable. Mm -hmm. But acrylic uh, Pills, P I L L S. It's a little which it's little nubbies. Yeah. yeah, if you've ever had it, like a less expensive sweater, yeah. it can do that. But the cool thing about acrylic is that like umbrella is an acrylic, um, a manufacturer of acrylic fabric. So mm-hmm. it's solution dyed acrylic, meaning they can get really vibrant colors melted down into the plastic because that's what acrylic is, and that color is not going to fade for a very long time. Basically, the top layer could fade, but the colors all the way through the fiber. Um, Whereas most cotton t-shirts are just dyed once the fabric has been woven, then they dip it and they dye it. So it's like a very fade resistant, which is why you can use a lot of their stuff indoor, outdoor, but it pills. If you know that, it's fine. If you're willing to go every few months, get a little sweater shaver, (laughs) Put the kids on that. Hey, shave the sofa down. <laughs> um, just in like the highest traffic areas. Like the right. back's not going to be a problem unless someone's like right. your dog. My dog likes to rub herself on the back of my sofa. It's the arm of the chair where you're. Yes. Just yeah. Your time. arm, wherever the middle cushion is. Um, but olefin, you can bleach it, but the colors are a little bit more dull. So it's not going to be maybe as vibrant as some people may like. There is, again, no perfect 
anything. You just have to right. pick what is best for you. Right. So on pillows, you know, in pillows, I don't stress so much unless it is $300 yard fabric, which could be sprayed with a protectant. I don't stress so much for pillows about them being performance because you are a little bit more limited with your fiber types. You're not sitting on top you're, of it, hopefully. Well, yeah, I mean, my kids will, but not, hopefully their not, bums are clean when yeah. they're staying on them. <laughs> yeah. But not always. But it's not an everyday plopping down yes. on yeah. the pillow. That does make me cringe sometimes when someone sits on some of my pillows. I know. Yeah. Well, and another tangent is just <laughs> make sure you're flipping and plumping your cushions and your pillows. Right to, yeah. Honestly, like at least once a month. Yeah. And yes, it's another thing to do. And this is, this is just, I don't know. Life sucks sometimes. I, no, I know. But you no, gotta it just, do it. It's it just, gonna... <laughs> it just I, I do those. I have two club yeah. chairs and I flip them. Yeah, it wears more I evenly. I switch them, I flip them, I turn them around because I notice that some of my velvet's starting to wear on it. Yes. So I do have to recover yeah. those at some point. People come over, you flip it to the good side. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's part of the five-minute tidy that we talked about in the last episode. Okay, one thing I cannot forget to say in okay. addition to even wear on your fabrics that you spent all this money on um, is flipping those cushions, but also vacuuming. Mm. You've got to vacuum your upholstery. Right. I mean, I would have you vacuum it once a week, but I don't even do that because life would become not worth it would not be worth it right but it's <laughs> been a lot of time doing yeah that. you just feel you don't we don't want to feel like we're chained to our houses right? right but once you invest in upholstery and fabric you know you need to keep it clean like you right. think about all the dirt that we get on our hands we wash our hands and you wash your clothing yeah right right and, and i say so, to my kids all the time you don't just don't touch the furniture if you've eating yes. something before washing your yeah. hands you can change your pants i yeah. can't change my right. couch yeah i can't throw my couch in the washing machine yeah. so i need you not until like she gets are, the next performance cover. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are just we do have rules about yes. where we eat in the house yeah. because it you can flip a cushion but you can't flip the arms of your chair no you have to cheetos cheetos and sharpies mm -hmm. I, I just say if you allow those things in your home like they're not bad things, but right. if you allow them in your home, you just have to like know that you still have to clean it. Even with performance fabric, like you're gonna have to put in work to clean it and it's right. like not worth it to me. So I say, right. if we have Cheetos, it's an outside snack. If right. we need a Sharpie, mommy will go find it for you. Turn around so you don't see where I'm going. <laughs> um, so yeah, so make sure you're vacuuming your upholstery at least every few months. Like give it like a good, you should have an upholstery attachment. You just put it on your little hose part and you just get it in there, flip yeah. it, get what's under it. Because what happens, it's not just stains. It's actually not mm -hmm. the stains. It's because it's like it's microscopic weird. dust. Right, it right. gets, if you look at my fingers, if you imagine that this is fabric woven together and you have these microscopic little holes between the fingers, right? Um, just like my hands couldn't hold water right now. It's the same thing with the dirt. The dirt works its way through the holes and separates the fibers and it right. makes it look like bedhead but like like this is basically what's happening right. to it's your just fibers wearing, when it's, wearing and wearing yeah. and wearing and wearing until yeah. there's a it little breaks hole it down. yes until there's a little hole yeah. so i think that's probably the most surprising thing that i ever have learned in my career um is that if you are not vacuuming your upholstery let's frame it like this if you are vacuuming your upholstery regularly i would hope once a month if you were doing that, it will last four times longer. That's good. 
I mean, that means the difference in like a five-year couch fabric in like 20. And I'm not saying right. you need to keep your fabric for 20 years, but when you pay a lot of money for a sofa, it's pretty right. nice when it can last as long right. as you need it to. Right. Right? Yes. Without looking sad. Yeah. So. I agree. Okay. Well, I know this has been dense, but do you have any other questions or thoughts um, before we go? I don't know. That you think uh, people might have questions about? No, I think I just need to go back and review some of my notes that I wrote because okay. I just, yeah, there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot to performance. I mean, I do have yeah. more questions. Like, yeah, I learned stuff about double rub. I didn't know, I didn't know what that was. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can a, talk a little bit about like, double I would rub. like to just yeah. maybe talk a bit, little bit about the, we talked about the back. The yeah. Label, Cause it is in the course. Yeah. But, um, but also really the double rub, but mm -hmm. also what types of fabric are used for what mm, like this yeah. isn't upholstery like fabric is yeah. it it's not necessarily a yeah yeah. So there's a few different industry standard tests, like ones like the Martin, I want to say Martingale, but that feels like something from horseback riding. <laughs> yeah, it's like a piece that you, anyways, connect to the girth, okay. to the bride. Anyways, um, so it's not Martindale, Martin Bale. I think it's Martin Bale. And it that's technically a little different than a double rubs test. And a double rubs abrasion test is when you put the same two pieces of fabric on these little machine pads and they rub them together and it says how many double rubs so this would be one two if you can see my fingers they're just zipping back across each forth, other back yeah and back, and forth, forth. back and forth how many back and forths can we get before the fabric shows like visible wear okay. so um the martin bale or whatever it is is very similar but i think instead of the same fabric they put some sort of standardized pad against the fabric and say, okay, okay, how long does it take for the pad to break down the fabric? So very similar. But regardless, let's say, you know, for upholstery, you want a minimum of 15,000 double rubs, unless it's a little chair. I mean, I've seen people put silk on chairs where they're like, this is an antique. No one's ever allowed to sit <laughs> in this. And there's fewer and fewer homes like this, right? But they're like, this was my great such and such as chair. And it's too small for people these days. Like we're just bigger people now. And so it lives in that chair, kind of like Queen Victoria's house mm -hmm. at, or chair at that one castle. I don't, okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> like no one like sits in it. Do you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about that one? Okay. So with that said, 15,000 or more is what you need for upholstery. Silk is not going to get to that. So, um, and then where you get into like performance, like high performance or he not high performance, heavy duty levels would be third. I think it, I can't remember if it's 25 or 30,000 could even be 20,000, but it's a significant jump, like mm -hmm. at least five to 15,000 higher. Um, but there are heavy duty performance fabrics that are around a hundred thousand double rubs. Yeah. So those might be like a contract or commercial use fabric. And so that's where I tell people that's overkill. And that thing could actually look like garbage before a hundred thousand double rubs. Right. Cause you think every time you sit down, that's a double rub, right? Like you've rubbed your butt on it. That's a double rub. So how many times are you going to sit down in the exact same spot on the sofa? Like probably not a hundred thousand times before you replace the fabric because the dirt is going to break it down before then right. because you're probably not going to vacuum your upholstery once a month like I'm begging you to. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's really interesting how sometimes we like to 
you know, think the double rubs will save us. But right. really, it's Overkill. like sometimes we just need discipline to not eat Cheetos on the sofa and to vacuum it. But it's hard. Life is hard. We ha- we live very busy, fast, even if fast, they're privileged lives. Like yeah. we in America have, I mean, not everyone, obviously, but like a lot more of us in America compared to other countries have a lot of privilege where Yes, we lead busy lives, but they're still hard. Like there, there's a lot of privilege, but there's still a lot of time and effort and figuring out logistics. So the last thing we often want to do is refrain from our junk food and, you know, taking time to vacuum stuff. But well, I am gonna vacuum. I just want to make sure you when I get home. <laughs> I did. I did make my. We have a love seat. And um, it tends to be our dog's favorite spot mm-hmm. to sit, both of them. Yeah. So that actually does get yeah, the animals are quite a bit. Yeah, I'd say once that a week. Yeah. gets quite a bit. And so uh, that's on one of my chore charts for my kids. It, it rotates every week. Someone I vacuums that piece of furniture every week. But I don't, I didn't really have my other couches. But yeah. they'll be delighted to know that they get to vacuum all the furniture now. I love it. You're welcome, kids. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you again for bearing with me on this dense, like you said, it's a lot, but um, I think the CourseWorks workbook takes you through a lot of the aspects. But if anyone is struggling with it in the course, hit me up in the forum. We'll get to the bottom of the issue. And if you have questions about the course, again, hit me at on Instagram at Take Back Your Home. And we'll see you in another uh, couple weeks with the final, yeah, the fourth module before the bonus content. So thanks for sharing your journey with us, Rebecca. Thank you again to our sponsors, Tech Painting Co. and Verve Home Furnishings. Check out the course at called Take Back Your Home at LeeWatersDesign.com. Thanks, y'all. Bye. (laughs)